A dog barks when his master is attacked. I would be a coward if I saw that God's truth is attacked and yet would remain silent. John Calvin. Get in the long team with a bunch of demons. Really believe that human beings are demons. No, I do not. And don't you ever say I did. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. <laughs> well, there's probably a, a balance between. I believe you have to know Christ, but God is in hell. And someone knows this for sure. All of mankind is going to end up somewhere in heaven. <laughs> My mission really is to just help people of faith, especially, to re-examine this issue, to realize the church has got things wrong in the past. For those who are gods by faith in his son. <laughs> Corinthians, right? Two Corinthians, three seven. Victory in the name which is above every name. There's no exception for rape or incest. Oh, it's an extreme law. And right now, bones, ligaments, tendons, in Jesus' name, get out here right now. So put your trust in the sovereign risen king, who doesn't owe you one cotton picking thing. And yet he still promises to furnish his disciples, but we take what he's created and we turn him Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to uh, the Master's Dog False Teacher of the Week, number six. So, this uh, segment of my podcast here, the Master's Dog, of course, Master's Dog is dealing with false teachers, usually Mormons, um, stuff like that, responding to the Saints Unscripted Faith and Belief segment. And so, a few weeks ago, I started doing, because some people don't know everybody that's in the intro video. If you're listening online, you have no idea what intro video is. You're just hearing a really cool song and some false teachers speaking as they go through. But there's a video that goes along with that. And um, one of the girls at church, one of the ladies at church mentioned that she didn't really understand how all these people were false teachers and didn't know who everybody was. And so I started with Stephen Furtick was the person that she asked about. And now I've just been going through the video person by person as the false teachers pop up and talking about them, explaining why they're false teachers, what it is that they, they're teaching or how they fall outside of orthodoxy and why we should avoid them. So that's the whole premise of this segment of that master, the master's dog podcast. So this week we're going to jump into, and we are going to talk about Oprah Winfrey. 
So she is the next person after Rob Bell that shows up in, I think, actually after uh, Joel Osteen, but we've already done him. Joel gets multiple uh, <laughs> slots in this video because <clears throat> he's Joel, and he's like the king of the false teachers. There might be some that are worse than him, but uh, we'll, we'll give him that title anyway. So Oprah is in here, but why Oprah? I mean, Oprah is not a... a, a preacher she's not anything right she's just a talk show host uh just happens to be uh who is it what did they call her um somebody did i don't know who uh was but i'm trying to look for the the quote the most influential african-american no no she was the most influential woman in the world so probably the most influ influential African-American in the world. I mean, in reality, I mean, Obama got elected because of, Opal, of Oprah, pretty much. Um, you know, her endorsement pushed him over the edge um, for the election, I, I believe. Um, she has, uh, there are a lot of people's careers that they owe to her. Dr. Phil, Dr. Oz, um, Eckhart Tolle. You know, all these people that, that stemmed from her. I mean, she literally launched the careers of, of tons of people, um, has been a powerhouse. So she is very influential. And don't believe that she's not a preacher. What she is doing, what she does on a regular basis, she's preaching something. And it's a false gospel. It's a, it's, it truly is a... a, a a doctrine of demons that leads down a path to destruction. And we'll, we'll talk about that here in a little bit. Um, but so Oprah's, uh, 66 years old, um, you know, grew up poor, uh, you know, a, a true rags to riches story to beyond riches. Um, the wealthiest, the first African-American female multi-billionaire, um, first black multi-billionaire period male or female, um, richest, uh, easily the richest woman in the world. Um, so yeah, true, just rags, riches story. She w got a job in, uh, radio while she was still in high school, became a news broadcaster, uh, became a talk show host. And of course the rest is history. You get a car, you get a car, you get a car, right? Everybody, you know, this is, what she did and so just exploded to success and good on her i mean i'm not begrudging the woman and her her success but the problem is is her influence on on many many people um leading people down just a, a horrifying path to destruction so she does claim to be a christian and i'm going to play a little video clip here and we're i'm just going to kind of deal with it um, and then we'll, we'll go from there and then talk about a couple other things. But so let me pull up this little video clip of Oprah and we'll let her talk and we'll, uh, just respond. So I am a Christian. That is my faith. I'm not asking you to be a Christian. If you want to be one, I can show you how, <laughs> but it is not required. Okay. Well, here's our first problem. Excuse me. One, no, Oprah, you're not. <laughs> you're not a Christian. You you claim it. 
you you are making this profession, but in multiple other things. And I, I, I was going to show a, a video clip where she talked about, and she hits it in this too. I mean, just to say, well, it's not a requirement. Well, you're already denying the teaching of Christ. You're already denying who what Jesus has said, that I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no man comes to the Father but through me. For you to say it's not a requirement, well, that's incorrect. It is a requirement. In order to be saved, in order to be a Christian, you have to understand this. You have to understand that Jesus does not give uh, another path. He does not allow for another way. If he did, if there was another way, then, then his sacrifice was in vain. His, his death was meaningless if there was another way. There is no other way, Oprah. You know, I've heard you say in, in many um, interviews and shows that you've done in the past that, that it doesn't matter if you call it Jesus. Right, whatever it is, as long as you live with a good heart, you you've got this this works uh, thing going on, and Jesus condemns that. I have respect for all faiths, all faiths. But Jesus doesn't. Unpopular opinion, but Jesus does not have respect for all faiths because every other faith except for Christianity is a mockery. Is, is mocking God, is, is thumbing your nose at God, is saying that I can do it better than, than your plan. Every other faith is, is a false affront to what God has done through the gospel of Jesus Christ. And it is, every other faith is denying the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ for our salvation. So to say I have respect for other faiths, I don't. I have respect for other people. I have respect for the people who practice those faith, and I love them enough to share the truth with them. But I do not have, and neither did Christ, neither did the apostles, neither did the Old Testament prophets. I mean, look at the at the just the interaction of Elijah and the prophets of Baal. I mean, that's enough to show that we do not have respect for false religions. You know, Elijah stood there and mocked their God. Maybe he's asleep. Maybe he's taking, he's going to the bathroom, right? He mocked their God. He mocked their false religions. Jesus, when he dealt with the Pharisees, the false teachers, he mocked them. He called, he called Herod a fox, right? I mean, he did not show respect for false religions because he is God. But what I'm talking about is not faith or religion. I'm talking about spirituality. So I want to get clear on what I mean by that. It means my definition is living your life with an open heart through love. Living your life with an open heart. Allowing yourself to align with the values of tolerance, acceptance, of harmony, of cooperation, and reverence for life. Life. Okay, now mind you, Oprah is pro-choice. <laughs> Oprah is, um, you know, and, and again, to, to say my definition, well then what, how does that preclude someone else's definition? Someone else may have a different definition. Jesus gave a different definition. 
Yes, we are spiritual beings. We are spiritual creatures. We are built with a bent to seek out that which is spiritual. God gave us that. That's a common grace that he gives. And he uses that to draw those that he has chosen to be his elect. So, yes, there is a spiritual. But if if anything where you can go my definition. Okay, well, let's look for the definition. Because as I've said before, this should be my, this, I should have this tattooed on my forehead. Truth by definition is absolute. Anything else is opinion. If it is not absolute, if it can be changed by the whims of certain people, then it is an opinion and it is not a truth. Truth by definition is absolute. So if you can say, well, my definition, well, we've already we've already gone off the rails now there is a force energy consciousness divine thread i believe that connects all spiritually to all of us to something greater than ourselves now if you're living in the space of an open heart you have a blessed life anybody know what i'm talking about if you are living in the space of an open heart you have a blessed life and I believe that there is no life without a spiritual life. Okay, so first she's given this this hodgepodge, milquetoast definition of who God is. Oh, this spiritual force that ties everybody together and blah, blah, blah. We call that God. He has identified himself and who he is, and he has made himself known through the... the through the vein of scripture, through the Bible, God has made himself known. And this whole issue, if you live in the realm with an open heart, you have a blessed life. Define blessed life. Because, again, I mean, is blessed life looking like Oprah with her millions and billions of dollars? Because what do you say to the people who don't have that but think they have a, a, a loving heart? Right. There are people, very, very poor people who would say, I have a loving heart and I don't feel like my life is that blessed. Right. Again, so the, there's a little bit of, of kind of prosperity, uh, it's just this hodgepodge of, of bad heretical teachings that are, are jumbled up in here that are just ridiculous that that she presents so that's really it that's all i really wanted to show of that video just to kind of give you an idea of who she views god is what she views uh faith as and so on these are things that again whether she's preaching this and and in the past i mean she has spoke at churches within the southern baptist convention i don't know if anybody's inviting her anymore but early on in her her career and in her uh, life she spoke at different churches and so she did have that influence believe me there i mean i I can't imagine that there's anybody sitting in the the pews of refuge church that is influenced by oprah winfrey but i guarantee you there are churches out there there the the lakewood churches uh is is joel osteen lakewood or lakeview lakewood church i believe um Elevation Church, uh, the Potter's House, all these different mega churches taught by these false teachers, Joel Osteen, Stephen Furtick, T.D. Jakes, and so on. I guarantee you there are people sitting in those pews that are very 
influenced by this woman. And probably one of the biggest influences that Oprah had that I have had to deal with as a, as a pastor, um, as a teacher and so on is her, uh, endorsement of the book and tele or documentary, the secret. So 2007, I believe it was when the secret really, I think it was written earlier, but it really hit because of Oprah's book club and Oprah's influence for this book. It blew up in 2007. And I had people that what I was pastoring a church at the time and I had people coming to me and asking me about this. So I had the uh, distinct pleasure of not because I chose to, but because I needed to deal with it, that I listened to this, this book and this book is a pile of hot garbage, but Oprah presented it and it, it has this, that, you know, this feel good. Well, all I got to do is speak positive vibes to the, the universe and I'm going to get everything that I ever wanted. But when you get into the book, it, it literally blamed the, uh, nine 11 on the, uh, the people in the towers, the negative thoughts, Ultimately, it comes down to it, not in so many words, but when you read it and you you read into what it is saying, it blamed the Jews for the Holocaust because their negative thoughts and so on. So this book is a joke, um, but there are so many people who still to this day adhere to the garbage teaching that is in this book. And, and it owes the majority of its success to Oprah Winfrey. So, I mean, how is Oprah Winfrey a false teacher? She is a universalist. Um, she is, uh, I would call her somewhat Gnostic, very pagan in, in her understanding of who God is and what religion is. But she's like everybody's getting in. That no matter what you do, as long as you're, you know, a good person, well, let's cue Ray Comfort. Um, you're going to get there. You're going to get to heaven. God's going to bless you and so on. And so though that's the dangerous stuff that Oprah teaches. She, she does not believe that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and that no man comes to the Father but through him. She does not believe that, uh, I would assume she's not believing that repentance is what is needed to lead to salvation, but just, you know, being a good person and, and so on. And, you know, there's another clip where she talked about not, she doesn't understand the, all the attributes of God and the, the thing that she says in a, in, in a video somewhere, you can look it up, Just look up, uh, Opal jealous, Oprah. Oh, I keep saying Opal because of my daughter. Um, Oprah jealous God. Look that up on YouTube and you'll find this clip where she's talking about that she was in church and she was listening to the pastor speak and, you know, very charismatic pastor. She said, didn't name who it was, but she's listening to him teach and he's uh, naming off some attributes of God and he says, God is jealous. And she said that was what cute that tipped her. She was like, well, why is God jealous of me? Not understanding that when, when scripture says God is jealous, it's not he's jealous of you. He's jealous for you. God has created you. You are his creation. And in that, he is jealous to have. The word says that he, it, he desires that none should perish. He's jealous to have you come back and ascribe to him the worship that he is due. He is jealous for you, not of you.
that you're giving your and Oprah literally does gives her worship to so many other things where that worship is owed to God because of he he is the creator and so that was one of the other things that is very key in her, just the fact that she doesn't understand the gospel she doesn't understand the attributes of God she doesn't even understand just the concept of God and so she's created for herself this this idolatrous, uh, wishy-washy, all-encompassing blob, which she calls a force, power, whatever, and allows that to be the way she patterns her life. And ultimately, she's her own god. Anytime you you fall into any kind of idolatry, your true worship is to yourself. And so that is where Oprah falls into what we would call an, uh, a heretical, outside of orthodoxy, false teacher. Even though she's not specifically, like she said in the video, she's not talking about religion. But she, she's working her way into and worming her way through that. And so, again, as, as Christians, we have to be ready to address those people who are following after and heavily influenced by Oprah by the fact that we preach the gospel at all times and we use words because they're necessary. And until next week, Soli Deo Gloria. Mm-hmm.